What's up, True Believers, and welcome to episode 24 of the Marvel Mondays Initiative here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's the scop- today's topic. <laughs> today's topic of discussion is Captain America, the Winter Soldier, as part of our MCU in Rewind series. Before we get into that discussion, a little housekeeping. If you're watching on YouTube, please consider dropping us a sub, a like, and don't forget to hit that little bell to get notifications for when our new shows, like the Penultimate Game Show, the Cross Media Show, and Anime Nation post new content. If you're watching this on Twitch and you have Amazon Prime, please consider giving us your free subscription for the month. You get one every month. If you're not using it, it's just wastes. And Jeff Bezos gets more money. Do you want Jeff Bezos to win? I mean, he's already won. Do you still. want Jeff Bezos to go back into space? Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. But you have a free subscription to Twitch Prime. So consider giving it to us here, please. And, you know, we'd love it if you do it. But if you don't, that's quite all right. For those of you who don't know, my name is Eric Ginn, your friendly neighborhood host for the evening. And alongside me today is the master of cinema, Christian Macias. Christian, how are you? I'm doing great. Listen, I don't know who did uh, who reworked the intro, but it's fantastic. I love it. So shout out to mystery person. Yeah, that mystery person did a fantastic job. They also have nice hair too, and they're fans of Portland Timbers. So no, this is I, I didn't do this. Who edited this? This is good. Oh, then Ruben, that was probably me. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was Christian. No, so that, was there we go. that was no. me. That was okay. Me. That other voice that you hear and can see also at the same time is our director of operations here, Mr. Ruben Guerrero. Ruben, how are you? It's been one week since you looked at me. I got to do that every time. First every time. off, first off, first off, let's just get into it, okay? I wasn't here last week. Oh, that's what right, you missed the best movie. So let's wait, let's wait till we get into our Marvel News section. The here. audacity... Hold on, uh, I'll get, I'll let you do that, but I just want to say Call the this. audacity that you Call put Thor Dark World over Listen, Incredible if Hulk. You, if you were here last week, we would have heard you out, but you weren't. So. You're insane. <laughs> this is probably... Okay, Eric and I right. came to a, an intelligent uh, conclusion that uh, it is indeed better than, than Thor. Yeah, because uh, the there's nothing incredible Hulk, in Incredible Hulk that's better than the Thor-Loki relationship and thor the dark world you Loki guys gotta is, get rid of this like like you keep bringing this up and it's just like it's every time you bring it up the thor loki relationship at first it was like yeah yeah you guys are definitely right and then you keep bringing it up and it's just like bringing it down yeah like, i mean it's, not, you it's no longer an excuse okay yeah, I mean, it's not like it's one of the most important relationships in all the mcu but whatever i okay. digress right. uh but yeah we stand by it thor the dark world is a better movie the incredible hulk if you didn't catch that episode last week, please, it's on our YouTube, it's on our uh, other stuff. Help please me. watch it. Chris and I have a nice discussion, and we get into why Thor The Dark World actually has better moments than Incredible Hulk. So, consider checking that out. So, before I was rudely interrupted by our director, I got a few more things to throw you guys away. Yeah. So, we got a slew of shows on the schedule this week. Tomorrow... Excuse me, kind of burp right there. Ryan and the gang will be discussing sad anime robots, or the latest from the Evangelion universe. I've never seen anything of that before. Evangelion. Evangelion. So if you want to question your existence or want to do something on your Tuesday, you know, just tune in. Watch it. Uh, 
I've never seen anything of it. Uh, I hear it's a lot. I hear everyone, sad boys on the internet love it. Sad anyone, sad people like it. What? What's that, Christian? So I will be on that episode, including uh, also with Kale talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion, and let's just say that it's probably the best movie I've seen this year so far. So, if you like mechs, looking at you, Travail, if you're if you're watching this, I know you like mechs. Oh, you did not just call Neon Genesis a mech, a mech yeah. show. Oh, it, it, it ain't about the mechs, buddy. It's 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 about the people, Eric. It. It's got mechs in it. Gosh. So. Wednesday is the cross media show where Ruben and the gang will be discussing a movie. A movie. Yeah, that's that's something, all I got so far. Happening. They're going to yeah. talk movies. It's a little slow right now. Anything like non Marvel related and stuff. Uh, movies are getting a little. It's starting to get into that time of the year where you know the summer blockbusters are over. Starting to get into Oscar season now. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe uh, reminiscence. Maybe we'll, no. we'll see. We'll see. You we'll get see. it. You get it. If you have HBO Max, you get Reminiscence and watch it for free. Technically, so I don't have to play twelve minutes. <laughs> um, did you see Reminiscence? No, I'm watching it tomorrow. Okay, I I didn't like the trailer. The trailer was like boring. But hey, shout out to new IP in Hollywood. Cool. I actually like the trailer. It's a book. Is it a book? I didn't know that. <laughs> shout out to new IP. This man says. <laughs> So, Eric, I just want you to know I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Thank okay. you. No problem. Uh, and Thursday is the penultimate game show where, again, Ruben and some lucky guests will be discussing the, you know, the divisive 12 minutes Apparently right so. now uh, and all the Gamescom news surrounding uh, the shows from Xbox and Gamescom opening night. Plus, you know, the entrance of Sabathun. She showed up today thanks to Bungie. Bungie showcases tomorrow. That's a big deal. I'm getting back into Destiny United for the first time in six months. I'm very excited. I don't know what's going to happen. But you know what? My <laughs> Guardian's ready to be back. Are we playing some Destiny tonight? or? Uh, I'm playing Destiny tonight. So Crossplay doesn't go live until probably tomorrow. You're playing on what? PC. Bro, I, could so. just, I have it on PC. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And you have graphics card now. Yeah, I got a graphics card now. Very well. You like Destiny 144 hertz, man. I mean, I got a 1080p monitor. So no, what's your hertz at though? My hertz. Yes, my hertz. What's your refresh rate? This conversation is hurting me right now. So you You didn't buy that monitor. I remember that. I didn't buy that monitor again. I I couldn't. I'm glad so I what's your, what's your monitor at right Give now? Give me a sec. Hold on. Jesus Christ. My response. You, <laughs> you want to know what my response time says? No, no, the refresh rate, not the response time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. I'm looking for it. I don't know where I can find it. We'll find out. Well, I'll, I'll look it up. We'll continue. Well, while, while Ruben does it, I have a correction to make. I'm sorry, I I, hmm. for, I misspoke. It is not a book. It's a Greek tragedy based on a Greek tra- tragedy. Remember? All right. Yeah. Still, apparently not new IP. The Greeks they came up with everything. Blast so, Greeks. Uh, while we're waiting for Ruben. I'm looking to, it up. I'm looking it up. I said while we're waiting for you. I didn't. I wasn't forcing you. You know to quickly come up with your stuff. Um, do, 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 do. Sixty hertz. So, all right. So you got a sixty hertz monitor, which I mean, you'll be able to probably crank Destiny up to make it look really good at sixty hertz. Yeah, but it's not one forty four good though. Yeah. Listen, I'm working on it. Okay? In 80, you'll be able to run Destiny Ultra. With your graphics card, you'll be able to do it. What's your processor? 
You know what? We're getting too ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Nerd the show. That's on Fridays. So anyway, we got some Marvel news to get through before we get into Captain America. Uh, so first up, the Christian did this last week, and it was really cool, fun idea. So we're going to continue it every week uh, going forward. So the second episode of What If, uh, entitled What If T'Challa Was Star-Lord, aired last Wednesday. So I'm going to ask both of you your thoughts on the episode. Ruben, I'm going to start with you first. What did you think of the second episode? I almost cried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. It was really good, but also really sad. But also, like, can we just acknowledge that Chris Pratt's Star-Lord is kind of a douche? I'm kind of, I, got, I, got a, I got a point here okay. in the yeah, I can't wait. That. can't right. wait to hear that. Okay. That's all I got. Okay, so that's like a Christian. What do you think? I I thought it was a lot better than the first episode, yes, with I like agree. actually a unique and interesting story with the character that I actually care about a lot, and it was nice to hear his voice again. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. I, I I enjoyed all the different things. I enjoyed Thanos, you know, and there's like you know what T'Challa maybe realized the error of my ways. Now, granted, it's the other Thanos is way more fun, but. Um, <laughs> I did enjoy the, you know, that sounds like genocide. No, 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 it's not. Um, so anyway, here's here's what I got, everyone. I am tired of this Peter Quill slander on the internet. Thank you. Okay, I'm really tired of it. Now, yes, T'Challa as Star-Lord was really good, okay? But this is a what-if scenario. That's not what we got right now. So it's like everyone saying, like, T'Challa was a better Star-Lord. yes. Obviously, because, you know, he did good things. But what makes Star-Lord so great and what makes the Guardians so great is they're a bunch of assholes. They're a bunch of misfits. And that's what makes it redeeming. T'Challa was already a great person. And, of course, he just did great things across the galaxy. So that made his name. I I also enjoy the, uh, I can't remember his name. I loved his take in this What If episode where he was a super fanboy of T'Challa. Oh, yeah. I I, I forgot. I thought that was fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm really tired of like Peter Quill is just no Peter Quill's great. Okay, you know he could have been an asshole the whole time, but he did the right thing. Um, obviously, he acted like a normal person would. If you found out that your significant other just got murdered by somebody, he got really angry and beat the shit out of Thanos. You're not going to think clearly at that time. The, the internet has like no recollection of of what it. People used to love Star Lord up until Infinity War, and like let's be real, <laughs> yeah, like, because Eric, that's where he fucked up. Yeah, people forget that this child was abducted at, like, the ripe old age of, like, I don't know, 12. Like, he has the emotional depth of a child, of a tween, and he never grew much more than that with the Ravagers as parents. Like, come on, dude. Okay. It's justified. Okay. Yeah, so, like, he's he's upset. He acts like any, like, if I found out that Thanos threw Tessa off of a cliff, I'm not going to be thinking straight if, you know, we got to get this glove off of him. No, I'm going to beat him in the face. (sighs) Okay. That's what's going to happen. Okay. You think you so, Ruben? Here's what the internet likes to think: they're better in this situation, but they're not going to be. You're not going to think clearly. In Listen, that if I have Iron Man and Spidey telling me, "Come on, man, we almost got this thing off." Before. Like, you don't. Ha- you don't have the knowledge of these people. These are just some random strangers who know nothing about your relationship with Gamora, telling you you got to focus now. Who are you telling me what to do? I'm really pissed off. I'm going to punch this purple nutsack face a few Grimace. times because i'm pissed okay so and, internet peter quill is our star lord and that's great he's a great character i know y'all don't like chris pratt that much you know what 
that's fine. It's okay. That's fine. But Star-Lord is a well, wonderfully written character. And T'Challa was a good, great Star-Lord even. But I like our ragtag. Oh, yes. What, what, what's up? Chris is this still first. like you don't like Chris Pratt? So you're just gonna no, no, no. I, again, I want to make it clear that I do like Chris Pratt as a, as a person. I just don't like Peter well, Quill. Sorry. Why do you not like Peter Quill? Is it because of Infinity War? Yes, it is. It is. Why? Because he fucked up the whole thing, you know? If it wasn't for it's him. It's not his fault. You also have to realize, Ruben. Captain of the Dead. This Captain was the, the one timeline. This was the one timeline. He had to do that. Okay. But again, we've already discussed that. What if Doctor Strange just wanted to get rid of Tony? Anyway. Also, also, it's a Ryzen 7 3700X A-core okay. processor. Either way, Peter and Quill, like, great. And here's the other thing. You go on TikTok, you see a video of somebody getting yelled at for, like, I don't know, not wearing a mask or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, people freaking out at the uh, like at a grocery store. And all the comments are filled with, like, oh, I would have punched them. It's like, all right. Did you? Same situation with uh, Peter Quill, you know? This dude just murdered my, you know, my girlfriend or not girlfriend. Wait, yeah, wait, wait. In that. Are you comparing Thanos to yes, wearing a mask? It's, dude, it's the same emotional response. People are like, oh, like, th- I don't know. You'd like to think in that situation you think he would do the right thing, but you won't. But you won't. Yes, Ruben. I also want to talk, right? You can just well, talk. Well, listen, you. listen. I want to, like, if Christian's doing this, I got to, you know, also do this show. Okay? All right. Um, I also want to point out, like, uh, just stop showing Thanos. Like, this should be the last time we see Thanos. You know? Like, you're... I thought it was fun. Again, I thought it was fun, too, but, like, you know, it, it's getting to be, like, a bit much where you're... Because are you going for? Are we moving forward? Or are we looking to the past? You know, I mean, this is the neither. First time it's we've what if we're looking to the side? I don't know. I don't know. This is the first time we've seen Thanos since Endgame. Yeah, but we keep hearing his name popping up. Yeah, know? because it was well, a very traumatic experience. That I, under- happened, I, I understand. I understand the this. universe. I understand this, but again, we got more shit to look at. You know, we got fucking. This guy from Loki, I already forgot his name. Um, crap. All right, so everyone, we're <laughs> going to move forward since Ruben Hang wants to argue. Him. All right, so Thank while you. we had our episode last week, about maybe an hour after the uh, Shang-Chi had its premiere, and, you know, the first reviews came out today, and guess what? Spoiler alert, it's great. A lot of people are loving it. Surprise, they think it's surprise. very good step forward into the MCU. Obviously, uh, everyone applauds the Asian representation, which, uh, you know, quite frankly, has been needed for a long time and stuff like this. So go get your tickets. I'm very excited to go see this movie. And I think I did see that after the 45 days in theaters, it's going to go to Disney Plus. So, yes. Oh, nice. Uh, Hugo, I'm sorry that it's going to be streaming. Soon. Oh, you and I, yeah. The question um, is, are you watching the Deers? I am. I, I, bought, I bought my tickets. Eric? Uh, I haven't bought it yet. I'll probably get it, you know, the week before. Okay. I have bought my tickets. Nice. Thrice. Thrice? Yes. Like thrice upon a time, Neon Genesis Evangelion? <laughs> sure. Um, 
There we go again with the sad robots. What? All right. Next up, uh, Anthony Mackie has closed the deal to star in Cap 4 or whatever it's going to be called. So, you know, it's for real now. It's happening. So Sebastian Stan issued issued support, talked about support. I think it's great. You know, this is probably a way done deal, but uh, it's good to finally get it in writing. I'm sure he's going to get a nice little paycheck for doing this. So, Anthony Mackie, go get that bread. Um, awesome. Next... Like, we'll talk about Anthony Mackie later in this episode. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. So, all right, let me get these other two out the way because I know Ruben's going to want to talk about the big one for a few minutes here at the end. Uh, so, the She-Hulk stunt coordinator uh, confirmed that filming for the show has wrapped. So, yay. She-Hulk is done. I'm excited. Um, next up, uh, so did <laughs> uh, the new Eternals trailer dropped? I think last Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. It, it dropped at like midnight. Uh, yes, night. And you know, if you haven't seen it yet, please do so we can get our contractual obligation for Christian to say Chloe Zhao. Zhao, excuse me. You know what? You you talk about it, Christian. I would love to hear your take. I can't. I haven't seen it. Oh no. He I won't see not, it either. He won't see it. It's a beautiful trailer. It's, it's really, really, really beautifully shot. Um, so we have, you know, footage of uh, Celestial. Uh, but, yeah, they're in it. Um, so, you know, if you know, if you read the comic books, uh, the Eternals made by the Celestials uh, to go to Earth. Do stuff. You know, I won't get too further into that because... Spoilers. You know, this the show is not about the Eternals, but yeah, go check out the Eternal trailers if you have it. It's really well done, really well done trailer. All right, speaking of trailers, from Academy Award winning director Chloe Zhao. Yeah, there it is. We got it, Chloe. Um, ha- have a wonderful night. I hope you're. Uh, <laughs> hope you're in the editing room. We're, uh, we're clipping that out. Of- we're gonna clip that out and send it to her. Oh, so, yeah, we will. Um, love you, Chloe. So, speaking of trailers, yesterday. I'm ready for this. Someone decided to leak the No Way Home trailer. It looked like it was shot on a cell phone. I saw about the first two seconds just to see if it looked real. And when I saw that it looked kind of real, I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. Um, So I... um, And here's the thing. When When something like that big happens on Twitter. Obviously all the trending things are going to pop up. And I saw a few names pop up. I was like, Oh, if this is all like real and stuff, and they're doing all this really like this movie is going to be something. Yeah. Tom Holland put on his Instagram and said, y'all ain't ready. Yeah. So I think today was the rumored that it was supposed to drop today. So I don't know what's going to happen. It may be another thing where they drop it at midnight tonight. Who knows? But I guess this kind of means that it's going to be ready for Shang-Chi next week. Or Venom. If played before. Yeah, because last week... Venom got delayed to October. Oh, okay. So, um... Last uh, week we were talking about the trailer being dubbed in India. mm -hmm. And then, yeah, this week, uh, that leak... Yeah, it's gonna be. You some... guys are a lot better people than I am. I'll tell you that. Tell I haven't watched it. No, no I... I meant like, uh, like you guys see that like the leak stuff is happening. You see, start seeing like stuff on Twitter, and you guys are like, excited. I saw it. And I got annoyed. Yeah. Oh I, no, I, I didn't get excited either. I got annoyed as well. 
I, I, it's just one of those things with the internet. It's just going to take over. Yeah. You know, you forget about it. You check the trending stuff and you see some names pop up. I didn't look at anything. Uh, somebody had put it up in the chat and I was just like, nope. Oh. Well, either way, the leak has been taken down. Feige is probably upset. Yeah, man. Let it, like, um, surprise so us. I would expect that trailer to drop this week. We're, I think I'm safe calling it now. The trailer's dropping this week, I think. So The anyway. question is, Eric, when will you admit defeat? In what? You know oh. what? When will no, you admit defeat? I'm going to no, tell you gonna, right here, right uh, now. On, let, me see, let me see how okay. old he is okay. first off. Okay. 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 Um, I am going to tell you six. this right now. He's 46 and she is 56. So you're going to tell me that in this You can universe, age him up. Uh, you, Aunt May. Okay, it's possible. Put some, put some grays in his hair. It's possible. It's possible. I'm... Either way, so I'm telling you this right here, right now. Right, you're gonna get five bucks a pizza. Okay? I am telling I, you this right here, right now. If, if the rumors are true, Tobey Maguire will be in this trailer as Spider Man. As Spider Man, and we won't see his face. So, we'll, if anyone's we'll, Uncle Ben, it's gonna be Brendan Fraser. Uh, you know what? I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. But oh. again, again, it also makes sense because, you know, she's into happy. So, uh, yeah, I can see that. Either way. So, that's happened. Keep on the lookout, everyone. Spider-Man trailer is probably going to be dropping this week. So, anyway, that's all our news. Hi, uh, it's time to get into the discussion of our film of the week, which, of course, is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And, oh, boy, I'm very ready for this one. So the movie came out on April 4th, 2014, budget of around $175 million, and it made box office of 714 a significant increase from Captain America 1. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, obviously a little bit bigger budget. I think it had a bigger budget than, I'm trying to remember how much First Avengers budget was. Um, First Avengers budget was about... A, up, oh man! It, the budget on here says about one forty to two sixteen. That's a very big gap in the estimate. Very, very big gap estimate, right there. You're right. Um. So anyway, uh. So yeah, definitely a better, better take, more profitable film, and a much better film. So our discussion on this film is: I, I put up here the question: Is this the new standard for the MCU? Oh, oh I need. I didn't know what's going on with Ruben in this book here because he, he's on something. I, I'm not plotting anything. I, I swear. I've, I just started right now. I've started writing down my notes in a proper notebook. Now, oh yeah, I got notes. Okay, all right. So before we get into your notes, Christian, uh, Ruben. Sorry, I'm so used to Christian having the notes, not you. Uh-huh. Um, you know what, Ruben? You know, let's go. Let's let's hear these notes, buddy. We start off with Steve's list. I love Lucy. Okay. No. We are. You are. <laughs> I love Lucy, television, moon landing, Berlin Wall, up and down, Steve Jobs, Apple, disco, Thai food, Star Wars, crossed out, crossed out, which kind of upset me, slash Trek, or okay, Nirvana, the band, Rocky, in parentheses, Rocky 2, question mark, 
and Trouble Man, uh, Trouble Man soundtrack. Okay. Now, well, go ahead. You've already missed something here. What? In your notes, which is like, and this is what made me text you guys saying, "Holy shit, Captain America: Winter Soldier hits different." Because the Russos went in on this movie. It starts off. We get a nice fade in to a, a, a Washington D.C. sunrise of Sam running around doing laps around the uh, I forget what what uh, like the pond that is. Mall. Thank you. And it's got like this like little score. It's got that tinge of Captain America one. It's a little bit heroic, right? And uh, just like what it, what that scene alone does for tone goes so far. And then you in the distance. Someone is sprinting. It's Captain America. And he, what does he say? On, On your, your fucking left. left. Mm. So good. Now, That's to be I clear, I didn't, you know, the, the, that wasn't the start of my notes. I was just writing. I just oh. wrote down Steve's list. Now, you now you read Steve's list from the America when they, it was released in American. Uh, American. Uh, other uh, regions had different lists. Oh, so really? Yeah, look it up. Like the um, the British version, I think has Doctor Who in it. Uh, all of cool. them, really all cool. of them have Trouble Man, and I think um, all of them have Trouble Man. And uh, there was one other one, but each different region had like a different thing, which I thought was really cool of them to do. Interesting. Well, now I gotta look this up. Um, you know, you know, I, I'll go over a few because this is fun. Naruto. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, let's see here. So let's look. Uh, South Korea, they had Dance Dance Revolution, oh. Old Boy, the 2002 World Cup. Uh, all right, so it looks like all of them had Thai food, Star Wars, Star Trek, Nirvana, Rocky, and Trouble Man. So um, Italy had... Um, Mexico had Shakira. And I yeah. love that. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, Australia had Steve Irwin, ACDC, stuff like that. So I thought that was really neat for them to do. Uh, and That's cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, Christian mentioned earlier, uh, the Russo brothers, this is their first MCU film. This is probably their biggest thing they've done because they were used to doing you know, TV comedies like Arrested Development and Community before this. The greats. Uh, so the, man, we'll talk about a, a freshman starter right here. This is really good, and you obviously can see why they were asked to do all the big films later on down the line because they're really good at this. Well, I mean, if you had seen their Arrested Development episodes and Community, I'm pretty yeah, sure. But they're well, nothing like I'll, this. Hold on, hold on. I'm pretty okay, sure okay. they they did the first paintball episode of Community, and holy shit! If you guys haven't watched that, I really. Yeah. Really suggest that I you highly recommend the first three seasons of seasons of Community. Yes, of course. But if, if you haven't watched the PayPal episodes, watch yeah. them. Really good. Um, so yeah, fantastic start. And of course, we um, we start with a beautiful shot at the National Mall on your left. Origin. It started. I just like how it, how he kept getting more annoyed and annoyed. And then also it was really cool because you know, um, for the first movie, Captain America. People knew about Captain America from the wartime movies and stuff. Then Avengers, he like went silent for a long time. Captain America secretly shows up. Now he's out in the open. Everyone knows who Captain America is. Now even like, hi, I know who you are. Stuff like that. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, let's see. 
I put Post this Avengers. one. Yeah, I put this one up too early. I think it's a better closer for the film. Um, this uh, the major theme I thought of the film. Uh, so let's just get to what I have here in my notes. People called it the best adaption of Metal Gear and film, which was the boat scene in this movie oh, with man. Cap trying to take over the ship. Talk about just you know they set the tone really right with some nice comedic elements, beautiful shot. And then you just show, oh, this is how they do an action scene. And it's fucking incredible. Hugo's Metal Gear Hugo? <laughs> <laughs> Hugo's in the this chat, finally. Go back to bed, you fucking madman. So, yeah, a lot of people, like, obviously in Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, Solid Snake um, takes over, tries to take over a boat uh, that these, uh, you know, these terrorists have taken over and he sneaks through everything. And I kind of I kind of get that vibe here, you know. Cap is. Did he just jump without a parachute? Yep. And like Cap's not even thinking, just diving straight into it, and then getting on there with the fucking awesome stealth suit. Oh, talk about a glow up of a suit. Now, Uh, now that we're here, I also uh, let's rewind a bit. I have here. Let's not forget Sam hit on that, and it was just really weird to see that because they haven't weird. It was just there's no I've never seen them interact opposite of this movie. Well, I mean, here's you know, uh, Sam sees Natasha Romanoff. Oh, hello there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, yes. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. I piss my pants and probably walk away. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if I'm being honest um. with you. Uh, also, I, I found it odd. <laughs> watching this movie and seeing cap doing covert operations. Like it's weird that he's a spy in this movie. Why? Well, he's a soldier for shield. Right. And he has orders. Right. It's just like when I think of like the person I want as a spy, I don't think of the guy that literally everybody knows. Well, he's not the spy, right? Black widow was there to do like the espionage work. Right. Cap but he's also the hostage work. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess. Cap was there. I, if you, uh, those people are dead, by the way. When they get hit in the shield in the face. Oh, yeah. Dead. Yeah. Dead. He yeah. stabs a guy. Also, I think I missed it when, when I had my ears plugged because I was afraid you were going to do Metal Gear 2 spoilers because I'm, I'm doing a Metal Gear playthrough, which is why I took off my headset. Oh, my God. I've never I played did. Metal Gear Solid 2, so that's my next game. Oh, oh my God. God. Right, Christian, well, you were in for a fucking ride. Um, Metal Gear Solid 2, like, you're going to kind of see some similarities with this. Because you know it's on a, it's on a boat. It's not in the middle of the ocean. It's on a dock. They basically also, yeah, ripped off of this movie. Beautiful opening. Oh I'm my sorry. god! The opening cinematic. Oh, incredible. The Russos ripped off of Metal Gear. 2. Either way, they took inspiration from the best. Um, so yeah, you get through this, and you find out Cap starts to figure out the whole. Okay, um, I don't like this whole sneaking around business. I'm here to save these people. Wait, that's not the main job. You have a job. You got to tell me what's going on if we're going to be a team. So, we, yes. We, we glazed over something that I, I want to bring up, which is... Of course. Uh, Scar Joe being a badass? No, no. George St. Pierre, his introduction as fucking Batroc, who comes back in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So good. Like, I, there's I, a lot... There's a lot of endgame and then post-endgame stuff that started in this movie that I just didn't know until I, we got to this rewatch. I thought it was really cool. Thank you, thank you for reminding me because uh, you know I have here practical effects and fighting in this, but I totally forgot about that. An intense fight, a really good fight, and I love 
when he's like, I thought you were more than just the shield. And he just throws the shield down, takes off his helmet, like, all right, let's go. Then just beats the shit out of him. Oh, so good. Um, so uh, Before we yes. continue, we have Hugo in the chat says, to be frank, I'm assuming, Cap's butt is almost as juicy as snakes. And I don't know how I feel about that. And then so, he goes, here's, here's he has a point here. The Metal Gear Solid Snake's butt and Metal Gear Solid 2 is hefty. It's there. Now, again... Cap's butt in Civil War, there's a specific shot where he's jumping in Laos where you see the cake. I'm just not so, looking at Captain America's ass, you know? That's Unless that. we're in Endgame. I and, want uh, Sharon to be like, damn, Cap, you shit with that ass? <laughs> that ass you shit. <laughs> so, we're done with the boat, and then, you know, we get into this movie, like, we knew he was in it, but Robert fucking Redford is in this movie. I'm going to call it right now. Is that, how incredible is that Mr. Robert Redford decided, you know, I'm going to be in a comic book movie. Bad casting. I, what? Really? Bad casting. How? How so? Robert Redford doesn't scream Hydra to me. You know who does scream Hydra to me? Ed Harris. But here's the beautiful part Ed of it. Ed fucking Harris. Ed Harris? Yeah. You knew he would be a bad guy as soon as you saw him. Yeah. Well, see, like, Robert Redford gave off that, you know, that little charm, okay? That warm, okay, this feels like a hug. And then you find out, oh, he's bad. And, like, it, it strikes you more than, like, oh, this uh, this dude is clearly a bad guy. I rest like, my case. He was up in National Treasure Book of Secrets. Oh, this dude's clearly a bad guy right here. I was waiting for Ruben to come back with, like, his response to, to Eric. He's just like, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else to say. Like, Robert Redford is just, he's meh for me. As an actor or in this movie? In this movie, for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, then we get to, I think, because, sure, we're going to talk about plot here, but I think it's important to talk about all the stuff this movie does, right? The use of practical effects in this movie. Insane. Specifically, the Fury car chase. Because I remember they said they wanted, like, a old-school spy car chase in this movie, and boy, did we get it. Like, especially the part where Fury's like, all right, what about all this? There are no dispatched officers in the area. It's like, oh. Oh, what? yeah. What the fuck is going on? And you start to get, like, these, like, even the score, there's, like, this building notes of tension where you're just like, what is happening? This mystery is starting to, you know, get really, really juicy. And, you know, the fight scene was great. I enjoyed the... The joke where it was like, oh, what is working? The AC is fine. Fun fact. I really like that joke. Mm. The voice that does that uh, AI is actually the guy from Ancient Aliens. Really? Yeah. He's an alien. Yeah. Um, to, uh, to respond to Eric, uh, yeah, two of the things that I noticed in that scene that I wrote down as well is uh, the use of camera work uh, is like uh, almost claustrophobic, not quite, but it does feel like very close because a lot of shots are like, I don't know if they're handicams or not, but they're definitely like shots of inside the vehicles yeah. and like looking outward. So like what Eric just said is like, Oh, there are no uh, units in this area. Like that feels so tense uh, it, with that score that Eric just brought up. And then like to get the winter soldiers theme coming in and out, like every now and then when like you start to realize that it's these agents and you hear that, that little screech just kind of easing in. It's awesome. Oh, I'm getting a literal, literal chills. It's, it's such a, it's such a good scene because you know, Obviously, Samuel Jackson's been in so many things, uh, but like this scene, he was he excelled in. 
I, I just like the part where they pull up and like, you want to see my lease? Like, I thought like Nick Fury just like, I don't give a fuck what who you are. I'm gonna talk shit to you if you're gonna fuck with me. Yeah. And then um, yeah, it's so intense. And it's like as Christian said, like when you get that focus, you start to get that focus shot of Winter Soldier coming, and then he just walk and just terrifying terrifying this mass dude just coming right at you just shoots the grenade he has and just steps out the way pretty easily like scary very scary um so yeah that's probably my favorite villains so far oh we're gonna get we're gonna get to this um i I wanted to just make one quick note too uh, because what you said about fury just being like this badass dude one of the lines that stuck out to me was when he calls uh maria hill and he's like you know i i need you in dc now yeah she's like i'll be there in four hours he responds be you got three. three and then hangs up yeah fucking sick dude mm-hmm. uh, and you know then the more the threads start happening more and cap just shows up on a cool motorbike um with the shield on the back that how just being a kid walking down the street and all of a sudden you see Captain America riding by on his motorbike and be like, oh man, that's so awesome. <laughs> like, I would pay, I wonder how much rent is in that area. Because like, oh, you have a chance to see Captain America someday. Um, and then you get more of the spy stuff with like Fury in his house. It's like my wife kicked me out having to use all these code net, code word mm-hmm. stuff. I thought that was really cool. And especially like Steve is not used to stuff like this. Right. He's used to be out in the open, being the symbol and like all this sneaking around stuff he doesn't really like. Fun and fact. Then, mm, that song that's that Nick uh, played is the same the song. Endgame stuff. Yeah, the same song that uh, Peggy and. Yep. So speaking of Peggy, because we skipped over the scene that I want I want to bring up, uh, mm-hmm. which I think this movie does well is is ground cap as, as like a person first and soldier second, because uh, mm-hmm. he deals with that, and I think we see that with Sam when he goes to visit the VA, and then we're, 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 I'm working my way up to Peggy. I have to start at the VA. Mm-hmm. We go there, right? And he's listening in on, on Sam give speech about how he's coping with being back, right? And the two have this back and forth about how difficult it is, like, finding yourself when you come back, right? Because he had the whole thing in, in Captain America 1, right? And then we had the big fight in Avengers. So he's still kind of figuring out how, who he is in this world and where he belongs. And Sam asks him, what makes you happy? And, and Cap responds, I don't know. And then, and then the next scene that we see him in is him going to visit Peggy, which is the one pr- thing that actually made him happy in Captain America 1. And just to see them connect, which was like a surprise the first time I saw it, but also on this rewatch, because I knew she was in it, but like I forgot how sweet that scene is and how heartbreaking it is when you realize that she's got like some kind of dementia. So many layers to this movie just to focus in on the, um, the character of Steve first, and it works so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was interesting to to hear. I think for me, uh, you know, Cap's dealing with all these fantastic elements, you know, like the Red Skull, and he's dealing with all these energy sources. And he has to deal with an alien invasion. Then he has to hear stories about, you know, soldier coming back. I thought a plastic bag was an IED. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice moment right there, where it's just like, sure, he's a superhero, but he's also what you said. He's a human first. I think him being just being there listening. And he wasn't even like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm here to talk to y'all. He just stood in the back and he just listened. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really nice. Comes full circle when he learns how to do it for Endgame. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, Ruben. Yeah. Oh, That's you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I 
You know, I'm just going to get into it now because I think it's important after we just talked about that. that I think the main th- themes in this film are themes of freedom versus security. And of course, you know, all, all of this stuff, they try to say like, oh, we're going to be more watchful and stuff. But we just want to keep you safe. Holy shit. What? I'm just realizing that this whole, like, meditation on freedom versus security, like, is only made more powerful when we actually get to Civil War and we're having the exact same debate on a much bigger scale. Holy shit. So you have this this thing where, like, where Cap is brought down by Nick to see the new helicarriers. um, And he's like, "Uh, yeah, we could take out a thousand targets in a minute. It's like, what? Why? Why would you have this kind of power right there? We want to stop the bad guys before it happened. Like, no, this isn't freedom, okay? This is you being, you know, tyrannical in a sense. This is fear right here. You're not letting people be safe. And I think that's one of the most important parts, I think, when we talked about John Walker and Falcon and Winter Soldier, Cap was very much against the government most times. You know, he's supposed to be the symbol of America, but he, he was even telling the American government, like, you can shove it. Like, this is not the right thing to do. And even if, you know, he goes against the government and he becomes a fugitive, he was like, no, this isn't the right thing to do. And even here, in front of Nick Fury, in all the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, he's like, you can't do this. This is not the right thing to do. You can't just keep saying, oh, this is for everyone's safety. No, that's not. You just want to impose your will on everybody. So I thought... um, I thought that's really strong. And again, we'll get it more in civil war, but Cap was very much, I think that's what made him so special is that John Walker was Mr. Hey, I'm going to do what you tell me because it was a product of the time. Right. So like John Walker in in this military time, like you were going to do what you're told, you know, if you slaughter all these people, but you did it on orders, congratulations, you're a fucking hero. No. And it's, it's interesting how you know Jesus fucking Christ Hugo. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not even looking at the chat. Hugo goes, you know who else starts as a symbol uh, as a, starts as a symbol of God America? I see that actually oh or, man. or America. Yeah. Oh fuck. Uh, so yeah, I mean there there could be some similarities there. Um but I think that's where this movie is the strongest is that you have, you know, the face of America telling America, you're being wrong here. You can't do this. Um, yeah, and then to your point, like, that's established so early on. And then, like, Cap doesn't compromise from what he believes is morally correct. In fact, I think that's only, like, reinforced further when, like, Natasha is, like, kind of questioning him about those kinds of moralities granted it's kind of like coded behind natasha's like i don't know if she's being flirty and she's bringing up uh stuff from her past that like we still haven't like we just will never see um so it's like behind this layer like that she keeps hidden but she's talking about like these other stuff that like she has to lie to tell herself and then cat just makes her confront that mm-hmm. and then when it's revealed that you know, we're gonna get to it, but like hydra is actually shield she then has to confront those same stuff that Cap is thinking about, which is this government is is failing us, essentially. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the safest hands are our own, as so, we'll find out in Civil War. I um, think that's why I like Captain America so much. Like, he's not afraid to tell the U.S. government to, 
no, I'm not doing that. Like, you can do what you want, but I'm not going to do that. And I, for me, that, it's kind of tough, but for me, it's, my dad is, is very opposed to the American government, but he's also like, do as I say, not as I do, you know? So it's kind of like an act of rebellion, but me rebelling against him is a rebellion. But it's me falling in line with the U.S. government, but it's not. If that makes sense. Like, it hits hard. It, it hits close to home, I guess is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, so moving on, I think, you know, we have this super serious discussion of, you know, security versus freedom. What does it mean to compromise your own morals for everyone's safety? But can we just talk about how this is probably the best action in the MCU up to this point? Yeah, hands down. It, so you got the car chase. You've got the boat scene. We've got the elevator scene, which oh I think is the greatest God. action scene in the MCU. You know, because like with the car chase, you have this, these notes start hitting. Cap's in, a, Cap's in a safe place right now. Okay, he's not expecting anything. He's in the elevator. All these guys just show up. He's like, okay, this isn't right. What? Okay. I see this guy holding his fucking gun in his holster. I see the guy coming in and he's sweaty, but he, why would you be sweaty? And then he's like, anybody want to get off first before we do this? Oh, Oh, so good. And then we just closes and they try to stab back. And then, oh my God, just. So good. Perfect. It's like nothing personal, Cap, but it feels kind of personal. Yeah. Um, you know. Eric. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Go, go. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go, go. Uh, so it was just so good. Also, Chris Evans is a very pretty man, especially in this elevator the elevator show. I'm like, oh, oh my. Uh, but he fucking jumps out the elevator, lands on the ground, takes his motorbike, and oh, my God, fights a fucking plane. And just incredible. So what were you going to say, Christian? Well, he does fight the plane. He does. He does. It's just like (laughs) crazy sentence to hear. Well, I'm going to say something else, but just to respond real quick to Eric. Yes, I love I love miring a good stoic man with a nice set of shoulders. Just shoulders in general are are very attractive to me, whether it be men or women. I don't care. Nice pair of shoulders. Rock on. But Eric, to your point, you just said that like the, the elevator scene is like your favorite action sequence in all the MCU, and it got me thinking about just the choreography in this movie in general. I'm having a hard time thinking about other movies in the MCU that have better fight scenes than this movie. Like, sure, like we can think of Civil War and um, the end battle and Endgame, but in terms of like grounded fight scenes with like great uh, choreography. I, don't think there I think one. this one takes the cake. Yeah. It, it because we'll see what Shang-Chi does. I, I don't want to do this whole reliance on, like, you know, practical versus CGI. Because if you're creative enough, and obviously if you have the tools, the CGA fight can look really good. But sometimes at the point you start to lose that sense of realism with it. And, you know, with this one, it feels so real because Cap is literally fighting this thing that he has dedicated his life to for a long time. And it feels way personal to him. So he's having to beat up all these guys, which he doesn't really know about. They could be innocent dudes, for all we know. But they're trying to attack him, so he's got to defend himself. And I think that's what this the film's reliance on practical effects. I think it's why it's so strong. Um, excuse me. I agree. Ruben, you want to say something? Oh, no. Also, shout out to Sebastian Stan's uh, finger work with a knife. 
Oh yeah, I'm about, I'm about to get the knife flip because I think the other best fight scene is the highway fight. You know, after they pick up Sitwell and you know Winter Soldier throws him from a truck, uh, and they fight on the they fight on the road, and then like Cap just comes in and fucking just kicks Winter Soldier so hard, and then just oh, so there's good. there are small moments in this movie that I, I rewinded just to watch again because uh, uh, uh here. Th- that scene that you just said, uh, Sitwell, right? That's his name. Yeah. yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, when he when he gets yanked out of the car and then thrown in front of that truck, uh, the Civil War repositions and aims to where Natasha was sitting, and it cuts away to uh, like the driver's seat from that angle with the camera, looking at Natasha's face, who in her face like has this go- like ghostly face. You can see like she's like, oh my god, I'm about to get shot, and she knows she like tucks and falls forward into Captain America's lap to avoid uh, the gunshots. And Winter Soldier is still shooting everywhere in the backseat. And it gave me that same sense of dread that I got from the beginning of um, Infinity War when uh, RDJ is walking through the street. Like, just, like, shit is going down right now. And it, and I yeah. feel like I'm in the car with them. Right. And, like, it was so intense, you know, just, like, having some just gunfire. Like, they're being pinned down. This isn't, you know... This person's got fucking magma coming out of their hands. Like, no, we're being pinned down by some mercenaries right now. And, you know, oh, just so freaking good. Natasha takes a bullet, literally. She's, oh, she's she's down. And then, you know, the realization, Bucky? Who the hell's Bucky? It's like, oh, my God, this movie is so James. great. Because it deals with so many personal things with Cap. And that's why it's, oh, just so good. The relationship uh, between Cap and Bucky, man. It's, some might say it surpasses yes, Thor and Loki. Uh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, before Hold that... On. I, I want to ask a quick question. Yeah. Because Hugo asked it in the chat. Which is... Why don't you just have this up so I can see Hugo? He, he, he said that the hair of the Winter Soldier, the wig, is bad. Yes. I disagree. I think, it looks, I think it looks cool. I think it looks terrible. Really? Uh, I don't think it looks terrible. Not I think t- his hair looks better. It looks better than Thor 1's wig. Anything's going to look better than that. But it also looks worse than Thor 2's. Thor 2's hair looks really... We discussed that last yeah. week, Ruben. If you I were know, here. I know. We talked about how Thor's hair in Thor Dark World was really good. Yeah. Um, so, you know what? I like the hair. If I had a hair head of hair like that, eh. I'd be happy. Um, and also with the, the, the eyeliner, just everyone looks better with eyeliner. So point that out there. Shout um, out to Robert oh, Redford drinking milk too. Right. <laughs> um, so prior to Sitwell being thrown, we find out which pretty much other than homecoming is the greatest MCU twist. Hydra has been shielded this whole time. What is a better, bigger twist? No, no, no you, you, you missed the, sorry, you missed the better twist. I said it's the better other twist. Than Homecoming, Iron Man three. No, Come no on, way. Man. Come on, Get it. Shield is Shield is infiltrated by Hydra, and the fact that the girl I'm interested in's father is the villain. Mm-hmm. There's no, that's not no. No, oh, I, right, I was, that was a joke. I, you're okay. definitely right. Okay, I didn't realize you were doing a bit. I'm yes. sorry. That's my Hugo. Time. Hugo says that he didn't know that uh, the the Winter Soldier was Bucky. Which I can see how a lot of people. I also know that. didn't know that the first time. Oh, I we, this. 
First but like you this. look at that man's face when he's in Robert Redford's home. I'm gonna be honest that, when with he's you. in the shade, and it's like that's fucking Sebastian Stan. I completely forgot about Sebastian Stan. Like uh, this is when I first watched this movie. This is me not knowing shit about the MCU. Like I just watched Avengers, and I was like, oh cool. I didn't watch Thor because I hated Thor. Wait, and so did you? When did you get heavy into the MCU, Ruben? I got heavy into the MCU uh, Civil War, I guess. Oh yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't know why I had that such a oh oh. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, uh, so in this movie, obviously for Sitwell, which was well, the cool thing was like you're not gonna throw me out of the roof. You're right, <laughs> she is though. <laughs> uh, Anthony Mackie being cool, calm, and collected the whole time. Like, hey, what's up, man? I'm right here. You're gonna go over there. Um, and then we get our first reference to Stephen Strange in this movie, which is weird. So I weird. Just, I realized it was just an Easter egg, but I guess realized such a powerful neurosurgeon could be an enemy of Hydra in a sense. I don't know. Right. But how would Dr. Strange take down Hydra? You know, he, I mean, no, he just said Stephen Strange at this point. Yeah. He's not. I understand. I get that. I get that. But he, we all know that he eventually could, becomes Doctor Strange and I feel like the algorithm knew that he was going to turn into a superhero so I just feel like maybe the algorithm knew everything also are we not going to talk about Zola in this movie very weird uh, I thought it was interesting because you know his comic book version of himself he's just like a walking robot with like a human head right so I think for this one it was much easier just hey put him in the computer you know, I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty clear explanation. Explanation where it's like, you know what? After the war, my body was dying, so I took my mind in a computer. So that's where we got where we are right now. So I thought it was interesting. Um, I want to ask you guys another question. Mm. What do we think of uh, Cap and Natasha's like friendship in this? Oh movie? my god, it, Christian, it got a little spicy in it. And when I, I was wrote watching this, this fucking the- down, Christian, I wrote okay, okay. it down, and I said. At first, I was like, I love the relationship we see forming between Cap and Nat. Like, the back and forth where she's like, what about that girl from accounting? Or what about so-and-so? Whatever. And then I saw the kiss. And I was like, damn. What if this relationship actually turned into something? I liked it. I liked it, too. I liked thinking about it. Like, it would have hit harder if, you know, Cap had feelings and one of my favorite scenes is when uh they're driving to new jersey and natasha natasha's like you know when was your last kiss essentially yeah like that's yeah. like this little flirty flirtatious is kind of cute like it's sweet i uh it is fun because i know and i think in the ultimates and the tv sh- in the movies they did it was natasha and cap were a thing um so i thought it was fun here um i just feel like it weird. also makes sense you know like but she can't I have think, kids. Yeah, it's secretly. Oh, we don't know that yet. Well, um, we know so, that now. Uh, I think I think he's still not over Peggy. Right. right. Well, he was still about. He was still about. You know, going forward, the mission and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually want to get. Let's get to a serious. What did we think of the introduction to Sam here? Because it's the first time we're introduced to Sam. Um. Uh, I think it was great. I. I mean, obviously, I knew the character Falcon. And so I was interested to see how they were going to do it. Uh, Ruben, what did you think of Sam? Like his introduction here. I thought it was really well done, but also like technically 
he's not a superhero. Like we know he is, but it's just some tech that the army is using. Like there could be multiple Hugo. Falcons, you know. Sorry, I just saw what Hugo put. Hugo, yeah. stop it right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hugo, stop it. <laughs> Either way, I, I'm sorry I cut you off. But no, I, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> we, talk, we were talking about Sam, just his introduction in this movie. Oh. Uh, he becomes a beloved character. Yeah. Right it's just weird that, like, the, the army has uh, this technology, and, like, literally anybody could become Falcon, essentially, mm-hmm. which is cool, but, like, also kind of takes away from the character. Okay. Also, Eric, go to streamer mode on Discord. Go to streamer mode on Discord. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I hear the it is Streamer oh. mode is enabled. Oh. Okay. Then never mind. Okay. Um, Christian, what do you think of Sam's introduction? Uh, are we talking like specifically just in general or like it's this? Like, you know, this is our first time dealing with him. I know where we're at with Sam in the future. Uh, he deals with a lot, but I think just like his introduction in this movie. What in this, think? yeah, in this movie, I think it's awesome because I think he he aligns morally, like, with Captain America, but yet also still being the same, and also in some ways being better than him and like teaching Cap a lot of lessons, which I think is a fantastic what will eventually be a setup for him as Captain America, which is why I texted you saying like why this movie like hits different because I'm I'm starting to see it as like a, a this is a, his um, origin story as Captain America. And I think it's fucking awesome because Anthony Mackie is just a, a, an extremely likable dude. And Anthony Mackie as Sam is just, just as likable and amazing to watch. I think my favorite line of theirs was like, how do we tell the good from the bad? If they're shooting at you, they're probably bad. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, so I think I have a note here. This, this is, I think, we're like Christian mentioned in the pre-show. This is like we're about to reach that point in the MCU where everything pretty much going forward, except for maybe one or two, are kind of be. kind of does i think this movie has like its own genre and i think for me that's why the mcu is kind of able to stay fresh a little bit is that all these mcu films have like their own genre whereas like the cat movies with this one in civil war kind of like that spy political movies with some superhero stuff in it uh the four obviously gonna be your fantasy movies guardians you got your star wars type ant-man which I, i view them as comedies with some superhero flair and i think that's the strength of it because a lot of people talk about when they talk about this movie, like, oh, it's just a really fantastic, you know, spy movie. Yeah. A thriller movie. Uh, of course, it's got Captain America and superheroes in it, but it's it's made better, I think, because none of these people are super powered. Yeah. Like, obviously, if Tony is in this, it's not going to be as fun. But if you got someone like you got actual stakes here of just human beings, I think that's what makes it uh, more exciting. And did we think that Nick Fury was dead? In this movie? I originally did. Over yeah. The first time? Yeah, I did yeah. as well. I thought he was going to come back for, like, you know, the next Avengers movie. I did think it was fun. It was like, hey, how did you, how did you die? Uh, Banner made this for me. Like, you, you know what? That probably makes sense. You know, he probably needs stuff to make his heart beat one. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, one beat per minute. Eric, so I want to respond to what you just said a second ago, if that's okay. Yes, of course. About genre. Yeah, because I was watching this and I was getting towards the end. And I was thinking, I couldn't help but think about Black Widow, which is the most recent kind of espionage movie entry we've gotten in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And like, I really enjoyed Black Widow. And, and it wasn't until my second rewatch that I actually enjoyed it a lot more. We've talked about this on the Black Widow episode. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I think that kind of gets to what you're saying is that this this movie is well, I'll just say Black Widow is a superhero movie first and a, a, I think a spy movie second. Whereas the reverse is true, I think, for Winter Soldier, where it's the, it's a spy movie first and all the superhero elements come in second, yes. which is, I think, what makes this movie uh, so strong for me. I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I agree with you, like, especially like, you know, we have that scene when they're at the Treskelion and Cap gives the inspirational speech where it's like, you know, the price of freedom is high, but it's a price I'm willing to pay. And everyone's like, you, we're expecting to go after Captain America now. Are you serious? <laughs> Captain America. So I think that's what shows how strong, like Chris Evans in this movie is fantastic. Cause I'm like, I want to run through a wall because of what this dude said, like Captain America. I mean, I don't, it's Captain America. I mean, it's like with Superman, if Superman comes up to you and tries to say something inspirational, like, yeah, fuck, yeah, I'm going to do that. Of course. Depends on which Superman. A- any of them. Any Superman. We'll see. Depends. Either way. Uh, so I got a couple, two fun Easter eggs here. So the introduction of Noob Master 69 from Endgame shows up in this movie. That's right. No shit. Who? The uh, Apple guy. The Apple genius is Noob Master 69. And you find that out. Anthony Mackie did an Xbox commercial. And someone comes up to him and it's the Apple genius. And he's like, oh, yeah, my handle is Noob Master 69. And Anthony Mackie like, looks at him like. So I thought that was fun. Um, that and was also right. there's the Pulp Fiction Easter egg. Uh, on Nick Fury's tombstone, um, that Ezekiel, I forget what the verse is, that it's not actually a real verse. That was made for Pulp Fiction. Um, so that's awesome. on his tombstone. I thought that was really cool. And so my final question here, is this the best MCU solo film? Yes. Ooh, that's a hard question because I think Civil War is a better film, but I wouldn't consider that a solo film. Right. Yeah. It's pre-Avengers. It's the best solo film. I, yeah. I would say yes. Okay. All right. I, I think for me, I, I, this is the one, like one of the only like uh, movies where like the final like act, I guess the third act, isn't just like thrown away and just like pointless action. Like it, it can drag a little bit because it starts to get a lot of actiony when we're like uh, on the three helicarriers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's still like they're engaging and they're like having this fight first and foremost between Bucky and Sam, like. Cap is trying. Sorry, Bucky and Sam. <laughs> Cap, Cap and uh, fuck. Cap and Bucky. Where Cap mm-hmm. is trying to get Bucky to realize who he actually is, which is why I think that third act is so good. So yes, yeah, so to answer your question, yeah, best solo film. Good. Also, uh, speaking of which, I totally forgot one of my best favorite moments in the film is when he goes into the uh, exhibit and the kid sees him and he's like, "I'm like, what do we? What do you do there as a kid? <laughs> like, I'm in the Captain America Museum. There's Bucky." in america right there um so all right good uh great discussions did um, you expect uh like a rebuttal from that no i no i just like what okay. do you do there as a kid you're there. no i meant like did you expect a rebuttal from the, your question of is this the best solo okay oh, no i was just i was just asking you if okay. you thought this was the best solo film right. um before you yeah. continue i do want to say like cap speech uh you know as they're talking to all the agents you would think, like, the future of Sharon Carter is just, like, that speech meant nothing to you, you piece of shit. You know? What? Why? Because she becomes the next... Yeah, in that moment right there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I just feel like you know... Like, your relationship with Steve Rogers is, like... I I would say, like, pretty... Uh, 
close to your exile from the United States. It's a pretty serious relationship in the sense of like you guys were working very closely together, but like after his death, like you just turn into crime. Like I, I just don't see how. I think the problem there is like after civil war and we'll get into this when we discuss civil war, I believe it's just the American, everyone like threw her away. Kind of, you know, Cap and all them became fugitives and stuff. And of course, they're the superpowered people. They need to go help fight some stuff. And what happened with Sharon Carter? So she had to go survive for a long time. And I think that is what drove her to become the power broker. Is like that will that drive to survive? Yeah, but uh, like she couldn't have just met up with Cap and just be the person who flies the helicarrier. Okay, I'm just saying. Hindsight, 2020. Okay. Um, all right, it's time for our three segments to close out the show. Ruben, oh, take it away, my friend. We're starting off with me. Awesome. So, of course, I rank the Stanley cameos. You rank? <laughs> well, I mean, this is my segment. This is my segment. Okay, my apologies. We rank the Stanley cameos. Uh, for number eight, we have Iron Man two. As Larry King. For number seven, we have the Incredible Hulk old man dying from radiation poisoning. Number six. Jesus fucking Christ. You guys ruined my list. Why? Thor the Dark Lord. Can I get my shoe back at the mental hospital? Ugh. What's wrong with that? that? I just feel like Larry King is much better than. He did nothing. He just stood there. Anyway. He at least had a line. Iron Man 3 as the beauty pageant judge on TV. Um, Iron Man, number one, as Hugh Hefner. Captain America, the first Avenger, every time. It gets me every time, Chris. Every every fucking time. As the White House Medal of Honor commentator who says, I thought you'd be talking. We talked about that last week while you were gone. Yeah. We- <laughs> it's just so funny. Come on, man. The guy's 6'4". How tall do you want him to be? Um, We have... uh. Number two, Avengers, uh, as the man who says, superheroes in New York? Give me a break. As the old man playing. Terrible New York accent. First off, it was not really supposed to be a a New York accent. And I like how you're telling me it's a terrible accent that I I live in New York. You should know. You should know. Anyway. Terrible New York accent. Old man playing chess in the park in the news segment. And number one, Thor. Where he is the pickup truck guy trying to lift the hammer. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to rate this? Uh, I should mention. Well, I should mention that he is the security guard in the Smithsonian. That says, "Oh man, uh, I forget the line that he says." I I'm believe. So fired. I am so fired. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because Cap took his uh, uniform. This this is hard for me because I I don't for me personally I don't think it's better than seeing again Stanley and Iron Man three waving the number ten sign being all horny looking at this girl is like too funny for me but when I look at the list it's I think this is better than him as Hugh Hefner just standing there so it's kind of hard to you know what I mean I'd have like, to where do I place it I uh, personally I would place it at number four above Iron Man Hugh Hefner. Hmm. I would have this above the White House Medal of Honor commentator. You can't do that to my guy. But one, you know but one I think it's ridiculous how you would have a security officer that old. That's the Smithsonian. 
I'm just saying that old. And then it's just, oh, man, I'm so fired because Captain America broke into my place of work and stole his outfit. Christian? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, Eric, I think, is persuading me. Like, it's, it, like it, it gave me a good little chuckle, whereas the White House commissioner one just didn't do anything for me. Okay. So, the his new face, list. He's so upset. Who me? No, no, it's fine. I, I'm actually fine with this, but you know, like that one is just gonna make me laugh every fucking time. I yeah, don't... it makes you laugh every time. Every time you read it, you every can't time I can't it. hold it because I see it in my head and I see his face. I thought he'd be taller. It's just come on, like it's fucking hilarious. Um, the Winter Soldier as the Smithsonian. Yeah. Security guard. Who I was a janitor, but I think he's, I think he is security guard. I think you're right. His job. I mean, you could just put the security man. depth every time on these. Because Cap oh <laughs> stole yeah. his uniform. Uniform costume. Uniform. Okay. All right. So. Uh. I'm not going to go through this. We're, I'm going to do the top three. Yeah. Top three. Top three. Uh, at number three, we have Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the Smithsonian Security Guard, <laughs> who is going to lose his job because Cap stole his uniform. We have uh, number two, the Avengers as superheroes in New York. Give me a break. See? No, no, no New York accent. As the old man playing chess in the park in the new segment. And then number one. We have Thor as the pickup truck guy trying to lift the hammer. Did I get it? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. All right. Um, next up, what good are heroes, everyone, without some good villains? And boy, oh boy, do we have one of the best ones in this one. So let's start from the bottom here. Oh, my God. Why, Ruben? <laughs> let's start from the bottom. Uh Number nine, we have Malekith slash Curse from Thor the Dark World, exactly where they belong. Thank you. Number eight, we have Abomination slash Thunderbolt Ross from The Incredible Hulk. Number seven, we have Whiplash slash Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Number six, we have Aldrich Killian from Iron Man 3. Number five, we have Tony Obadiah Stane from Iron Man 1. Number four, we have Red Skull from Captain America, the first Avenger. Number three, we have Taskmaster slash Drakoff from Black Widow. Number two, we have Loki from. Oh my! No, this is no, no, this is my second. No, 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 no. I was just kidding. Relax, relax. We have uh, Loki from Thor. Number one, we have Loki from Avengers. So, where does the Winter Soldier rank in our villains list? Number Ruben, one, Ruben. I'm going to start Put with him you. Number one, come on. Number one, Christian. There's no debate, dude. It's yeah. number one. Yeah, it's I, number one. There's, there's. Yeah, all right. There, there is no debate because he was scary. He was competent. He had a very personal connection to Cap, which is what made the fights much more interesting. The fight, the end where he keeps telling him he's with him till the end of the line oh, was very, God, very emotional. And so, yeah, easily, Winter Soldier is our new number one villain. So, dun dun dun. dun. Oh, all right, it's time. Oh, it's time to rate the movies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, finally, we are at our current ranking of the MCU Rewind series. 
Uh, starting from number nine, we have The Incredible Hulk. Number eight, I Am Saw Ruben. Thor The Dark World is a better movie than, than Iron and than Incredible Hulk. Number seven, Thor. Number six, Iron Man 2. Number five, Iron Man 1, the OG. And then four, Iron Man 3, above that. Top three, Black Widow. Number two, Captain America, the first Avenger. And number one, 2012's Marvel's The Avengers. Where are we placing Captain America and the Winter Soldier? I think it's obvious. I see. It's number one. Yeah. Are we doing number one? Are yeah. we doing... It, it, this is, I this don't know. Is, Just kidding. This is the best movie in the MCU so far. Yeah. With what we've got. It's, it, it, there's, no, there's no debate. The Avengers really. was great. It's just like this just doesn't look so comic booky, if that makes sense. There, there's like an, I guess, unspoken like tier ranking of the Marvel movies where like there's a very obvious answer for what are the S tier movies in the MCU. And I feel like Winter Soldier is like one of the, the three films that is oh, always yeah. like, yep, S tier. Like this movie is like has does almost everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. With that being said, what are your S tier rankings? Top three. I get, you'll have to find out in later MCU Rewind series, won't you? Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Now we got our segments out the way. Does anyone have any final thoughts on the MCU and Mar- uh, this movie right now before we get to plugs? Yes. Yeah, I thought the Winter Soldier would be taller. Just kidding. Ribbon? Um, yeah, I would have liked Natalie to have said that should have been Captain America's ass. That is a Captain America's ass in Endgame. Who's Natalie? That's Captain America's Natalia. ass? Yeah. yeah. Who's Natalia? Natasha. Natasha? <laughs> Psych. <laughs> I was thinking of somebody else. I'm sorry. No, you, you think Natalie Natasha Portman. I was thinking. Endgame? You think Natasha and Endgame should After have said that? After seeing the chemistry between these two? Yeah, absolutely. In this movie? Come on. I think it was. I think Paul Rudd saying it was better. I agree, but like her just staying there for a minute, just looking at his ass, would have been funny. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. just her doing a back take, you know. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so it's time to get to the plugs moment of the show. So Christian, what have you got? Yeah, you can follow me at ISO Christian over on Twitter. I've been posting a lot about uh, video games lately, mostly The Forgotten City, which is I think one of my game of the year contenders so far. I'm also doing more stuff on the Ultimate Conquest later this week. Like, tomorrow we'll be talking on Genesis Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 Wonder is upon a time. <laughs> you said We've that so got... fast. <laughs> it's a long title. Uh, you can also catch my movie podcast at Large uh, Popcorn. Uh, tomorrow's episode is uh, Toy Story with none other than Cam Hawkins. So, a very cool episode. Go check that out. Sorry, I'm going to keep rambling. Uh, I also do a video game podcast once a week at... Uh, uh, podcast pxn we just had our 100th episode gonna continue on with 101 later this week uh so yeah lots of stuff that i'm doing uh keep an eye out for more stuff that i'll be doing with the penultimate conquest later in the future whoa whoa oh my god Ruben, what do you got uh i'm sorry i'm just on twitter looking to see refreshing to see if the spider-man no way home trailer dropped but okay somebody has the greatest tweet i've seen all day Mood all day is Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, sorry, hashtag Spider-Man No Way Home. And it's a gif of Pete getting antsy in uh, 
in um, Homecoming, and he's looking at the clock, and he's like, "Come on, let's fucking go! Let's let's fucking hit the bell!" You know, and it's just great. Um, you can find me here. Uh, we're doing some streams probably this week, I guess. Um, tomorrow we're doing uh, Avengers War for Wakanda. Let's see how that goes. Um, Eric already said at the top of the show Wednesday we're probably doing some movie. I still don't know what the movie is yet. Haven't haven't gotten a cast yet. We'll see. And um, Gamescom and 12 Minutes on Thursday. We'll see how that goes. Christian, you're going to be there? For Thursday? Um, I'll try. I have another thing I'm doing on Thursday, but depending on the time. Just, we'll, we'll talk. Listen, we'll man. talk. We'll, we convert to your schedule, okay? Whenever you can fit us in is when we do the show. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Um, that's all I got, Eric. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Eric C. Ginn on Twitter. Uh, exciting stuff. Um, we uh, Football is coming back this weekend, everybody. Very exciting time. Third favorite time of the year. It's already back. The Premier League. Oh, oh sorry. You made American. Oh. Excuse me. Hand egg is coming back, you know, this coming up weekend. And I cannot be more excited. Uh, I love it so much. Um, let's see. I'm very excited to be getting back in Destiny tonight. I, I can't I can't wait. It's been so long. Witch Queen tomorrow. I'm ready to see what she does. Um so I think that's about all we got over here. Keep a lookout for what we got coming up. Uh, so remember all the shows we got coming up this week. Next week, we have those lovable assholes. Guardians of the Galaxy will be our next film next week. I'm very excited about that one to tell you why Guardians 1 is better than Guardians 2. So I don't know about that. With that being said... Thank you for joining us this evening. We hope to see you next week here on Marble Monday's Initiative. And with that, Excelsior. Excelsior. Excelsior.